Dear Legal Ops, the podcast tackling tough topics impacting today's evolving legal operations community anonymously. This podcast is made for and by the Legal Ops community. So grab that glass of wine and get comfy as we share stories from the Legal Ops community aimed at digging deeper to find and release your inner brilliance, personally and professionally. Hey, y'all. Welcome to another episode of Dear Legal Ops. I'm your host, Tom Stevenson. Our letter today is from Tracy Turnblad, a Baltimore dazzling dancing diva with a dire career dilemma. And she writes, Dear Legal Ops, in a world focused on data-driven decisions in our fast-paced legal operations world, it can be challenging to measure career success. But even more scary, how do you find fulfillment through purpose-driven work while remembering to prioritize your well-being and happiness. I'm feeling tangled in my career and looking for an ultra-clutch spray to keep my professional prowess held together. My GC and I chatted about jumping from head of legal ops to chief of staff, but it doesn't align with my professional goals and isn't really reflective of my entire career journey. What do I do next? Well, before we get to Tracy's letter, We're introducing an element that's near and dear to our hearts to kick off season two of Dear Legal Ops, first-hand perspectives from the community shared through a different lens. We're excited to chat with community champion Peter Gunst, CEO of Legal.io, as we dive deeper into unexpected career paths, the importance of advocating for your professional worth, and what it truly means to form a community. So sit back, you filthy Legal Ops animals, and enjoy this next chapter where we bridge the gap between voices behind the letters and the vibrant community that surrounds us. But first, grab that glass and get comfy as we dig deeper into Dear Legal Ops. Oh my God, y'all, welcome to the official start of season two of Dear Legal Ops, the podcast tackling tough topics impacting today's evolving legal operations community anonymously. We're thrilled to be joining you again, and this time, we're finding our voice in a new way. As we enter this exciting new chapter, we wanted to level set with our beloved House of Dear Legal Ops listeners, assuring you that while we're recording this episode from our brand new studio, we're not jolting you out of what you love most about this podcast made for and by you, our community champions. So I thought this letter was really important today from Tracy because we're still trying to figure out how to put these anonymous letters together, pouring in from the legal ops and in-house community. You know, these sassy characters you've come to adore, my favorite, TLDR, Tina Turner, rest in peace. I mean, they're going to continue to entertain you with their astute advice and witty banner. After all, we wouldn't dare rob you of those delightful insights and scandalous tales shared within these hollowed letters. So... What we're going to do today is a little bit different, and we understand that the legal ops and in-house community is really just this tapestry of unique experiences, ideas, and opinions. We're going to introduce an element that's near and dear to our hearts, firsthand perspectives from the community, just shared through a different lens. Get ready to hear from trailblazers, thought leaders, and change makers who are shaping the landscape of legal operations. So... It is my astute pleasure today to be able to introduce to you Peter Gunst, CEO of Legal.io. 
The reason why I wanted to bring him in for this episode today is that much like Tracy Turnblad, we've tried to figure out how to be able to shed this professional metamorphosis so that we can embrace the possibilities of growth and renewal, even on this show. And what I really liked about bringing Peter on today was being able to share with our listeners about his journey as well too. Peter is the CEO of Legal.io, a community for legal talent and marketplace, connecting legal professionals to resources and opportunities at the world's leading in-house departments. As a thought leader and advocate for legal innovation, Peter's been at the forefront of shaping the legal profession's future, including a really smart guy who's a graduate of Stanford Law. His insights and expertise have not only propelled Legal.io to great heights, but it also inspired countless others to push the boundaries of what is possible for legal operations and in-house professionals at whatever stage they're at in their careers. So Peter, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Hey, Tom, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited for this conversation. What I thought was really interesting about this letter from Tracy is that We see this come through the inbox often here at Dear Legal Ops, this intersection of being able to have a people operations focused with setting your career up for success wherever you are. And in really understanding and diving more into your own personal mission to rebuild the legal system, how did you get there? Well, Tom, I have to say that Tracy's letter just resonated a lot. And I think when I, when I think about the teams for the last years, like data-driven and fast-paced are definitely very high up there on the list. And I have a bit of experience talking with legal professionals about their career trajectory, but I've also been myself on a pretty wild roller coaster ride for more than a decade now. Uh, and, and know what it's like when the, the path for your career isn't absolutely clear. When you say wild roller coaster, what do you mean? Like, tell me more about what that wild roller coaster was like. Well, I'll say that in theory, I have no business being here. I grew up in Belgium (laughs) and I moved here after practicing law at Yale Piper uh, when I was 25 uh, to study more law at Stanford. It's definitely my favorite topic, some would say an obsession, but it's hard to describe what it's like to grow up across a field with some cows in a country with 11 million people, and then to drop into Silicon Valley, uh, an ecosystem that, above all, has a completely different mindset than the different places that I had been before. And I've just had a series of incredible moments, and, and some of that is luck that like, guided me along the way. I, I was able to, I got a scholarship to study here which is an incredible privilege. I was hired as the second attorney at SurveyMonkey. I was able to get in-house experience. And of course, I ended up starting this company, which has gone through a couple of iterations until it found its true product market fit. and has then been growing very quickly, which then means that all these other skills are required to level up again. And that's in a very short like couple of sentences what my last 10 years have looked like. But one of the things that resonated when I heard you talk about Tracy's letter, is that I too came here and I didn't really have clarity on what I should do, was supposed to do. Right, My mom thought I should go back to DLA Piper together with everyone else in Belgium. It's always the moms, right? They're always wanting to push you a little bit farther, right? <laughs> That's right. And they also mean it well, but I think typically they're 
you know, looking at the accepted social structures, which in a field mm-hmm. like entrepreneurship or legal operations is often ill-defined, which makes it harder to orient yourself and to make decisions. Now, one of the things that really, really helped was that the one thing that you have here is a community of people, so many people that care about the same thing, creating network effects so you can see suddenly a path. And after six months of being here, I was like, well, I'm not going back to Belgium. And before (laughs) I had graduated, we had incorporated the legal entity that became legal.io. That's such an interesting journey because I will say, I also grew up in Southwest Ohio in farmland. Shout out to Dayton, Ohio. And what I really think is important that a lot of us within the legal ops sphere bond over is how different our backgrounds are, whether it's being a non-lawyer or lawyer, or whether it's you started your legal career in an AM law firm versus a boutique, what type of law background did you come from? We all have these different personas. And I think the mission of our community really, and at what's at the heart of the Dear Legal Ops fandom here is we are trying to do this to be able to build a better legal ecosystem and do something that's more efficient and productive. I mean, that's just in our weirdly OCD, ADHD, every other letter and, you know, mix brain and DNA. And I think it's, it's, it's magical and special. So hearing that you've also been on this similar journey from, you know, Belgium all the way to seeing Legal.io through its Series A funding and continuing to grow in this people operations and legal talent marketplace, it's, it's, it's inspiring even for me. So I think that's, that's pretty cool in and of itself. Reflecting that back to you, Tom, I think these large shifts that one can make geographically or in their career, I really underestimated how powerful they are. And I think your background as well speaks to this, like reinventing your own career, right? Shifting your physical presence to a different place. Like it's so enriching and you understand suddenly that the default you believed in doesn't have to be the default. That's exciting. Yeah. It wasn't until recently that I realized that people can map out their own careers. And for most of us, myself included, it seemed very linear. You wanted to be a lawyer, so you work hard, go to the good schools, land the top job with your firm, and then make your way up to partner or whatever. But things don't always turn out as planned. And for me, it was, I started off as a paralegal, and then I moved into in-house And I climbed up and I found myself in this chief of staff role, but I found myself wanting to be able to combine the intersection of my subject matter expertise with advocacy for the community. And that metamorphosed itself, right, from this podcast all the way through transitioning into my career. So I think perfect segue into why do you think that there has been this need for holistic professional network and marketplace and community that's specifically designed for us, right? Us that come from these interesting, unique, dynamic backgrounds. Yeah, that's a great question. I've been working on this problem since I arrived here, essentially in various iterations. And one of the things that really struck me was that coming here 
Just like Tracy, it wasn't very obvious what to do next. There was a lot of default paths. But outside of that beaten path, I didn't have information around what to do. I had fantastic mentors at DLA Piper, but it was very boxed. And the goal was to become a senior associate and then a partner. And that's the system, right? You're just a person to the process, right? Yeah, in a very well-recognized and frankly uh, prestigious social context, because it still meant something to be a lawyer in Belgium, like 12 years ago. Does it not today? Well, you see that that system is starting to change. Yeah, I think absolutely. We are seeing the slow but steady transformation of law firms as a traditional provider of legal services in a world that's much more fast-paced, where there's many more options for people to find the path that they really care for. And I think that's one of the things that attracted us very early to the legal operations field. I'm personally on a mission and I'm very, very passionate about it to build a better legal system, to make legal professionals more efficient, more productive, but also happier because it's not accounted for and we're not a happy profession by default. And that's a lot of building that needs to be done. We're still very early. We share that with the field of legal operations. Legal operations is more attuned to seeking community because they have less certainty about the path ahead. So if, if 200 years from now, they write the history of the evolution of the legal profession, then I'd like to believe that Legal.io will have played a role in that by lifting up legal operations and their importance in the legal department because that's the correct business decision and that we will have made available the data and the tools to make this marketplace much more efficient. And I have to say, that's a matter of passion. The fact that that's also a huge business in a huge market is a nice plus. This episode is made possible by our sponsor, Legal.io. Legal.io is the fastest growing community and marketplace for legal talent. Legal.io connects legal professionals to resources and opportunities at the world's leading in-house departments and firms. Legal.io is the launchpad for legal careers, matching legal ops professionals, attorneys, paralegals, and so many other legal professionals at some of the world's most exciting companies with a level of precision that only a data-driven, vertical-specific marketplace can provide. Supported by significant investors like Tiger Global, Legal.io is redefining the legal workspace. If you want to learn about the enterprise marketplace solution for legal talent, access salary surveys with compensation data as unique as you, and join their vibrant in-house legal community, visit www.legal.io. That's L-E-G-A-L dot I-O. Legal.io, your gateway to a global legal talent marketplace designed with the legal operations community in mind. What I love so much about this is when we talk about your career, when we talk about personal things that are important to us for what we're building and what we're trying to do for this ecosystem, it really is 
revolving all around community, right? So it's having these conversations with different people from different varying backgrounds, understanding what the core commonalities are, and then building these micro segments within our community so that we can share information, so that we can continue to be more transparent in advocating for the profession, for advocating for each other, right? To being able to create collaborative spaces and environments in which we can all thrive and grow in. And I know that was important to me in working with Legal I.O. before on the consumer side, right? So on behalf of a company, being able to use your services and other services within the legal ecosystem, whether they were, you know, CLMs or e-billing systems, we were always trying to make a good business decision. But at the end of the day, we wanted a good partnership that continued to advocate for our profession and for what we were doing as well, complementary to the services that were being provided. And I thought that was really a unique perspective that I think is interesting about what you are trying to do with the product and what you're ultimately, I think, going to help continue being a champion for this community. I think that's one of the key distinguishing factors of the enterprise marketplace we've built. And I like to think about Legal.io as having two pillars. One is the marketplace. It's how we generate revenues, but most importantly, it's how we help amazing attorneys and legal operations professionals find jobs at the coolest companies. Now, that's about being able to think holistically. The legal department is no longer about attorneys, right? And those walls are quickly breaking down. And marketplaces in the end are about information. It's about being able to communicate with a counterparty and giving them the information they need to make a rational transaction. That information is missing. Now, marketplaces are about information, but as you know, Tom, communities are as well, right? There's safety Mm -hmm. in the ability to connect with peers, getting quick answers. It's just not been executed well for the legal vertical. And we're going to change that. Turning back to Tracy... How are you going to measure career success, right? Is it through, I mean, what? We're data-data-data, right? Data-driven. But how do you do that purpose-driven work to prioritize everything while you're trying to grow your career, right? So it goes back to the fact that a marketplace is fundamentally about information. And it's hard for Tracy, you can tell from her letter, to know what are my next best steps. And so the primary thing we do And how we started is by making people like Tracy aware of the best opportunities for Tracy. And that might be something very different than the beaten path. Tracy might be interested in more flexible work options, or she might be looking to level up financially. So all these preferences, if well orchestrated, can be better matched to the right opportunities. And so that I think is a huge opportunity for the profession as a whole. It is about better resource allocation, but it is also about happiness. And so the reality is that our network comprises now of over 20,000 legal professionals. Half of them are not attorneys, but they are very valued legal professionals that often have an impact that's bigger or more leveraged than attorneys, right? But we are not able to bring all these people in a job tomorrow. But there's a whole set of other things that we can do to move their career forward. And that can be true as well when they're not looking for work, right? This can be about sharing salary data that makes you or helps you make the right hire 
or to be compliant with salary transparency laws. In the end, there's so many data points, so many educational things that we and our community can share with each other to really make a difference in how fast someone like Tracy can identify the right path for her. And that's what I'm really excited about. That is the culmination of why it was difficult for me when I finally realized that my career path was maybe a little non-traditional, but it was really non-traditional from the beginning, right? I mean, I started off in law firms and went a specific route, but was always playing the community game on the side of being a big advocate for the paralegal associations and working my way up that ladder. And then as soon as I started getting really deep in the legal operations game, but more importantly, having all these awesome friends and just hanging out and going to conferences and sometimes going on vacation, like shout out to Kyle Kelly and Vegas and everything. And I just found a different voice that seemed untraditional, but everything that I've always wanted. And to your point, it really echoed even for me of that's what this community is about, is just having the transparency and the options available on the table and talking about it. And in building a community, that's when you can then understand the importance of, okay, let's scratch past this, right? Like, let's get you what you want next or let's create something and make sure that it is sustainable. So I will say that like, I'm very excited about the next chapter and kind of what Legal.io is doing for this entire people, community-centric ecosystem. And I'm excited about what we'll build together here. It is fascinating that indeed, you know, one way to state what we've been working on is connecting legal professionals to help them find their own voice. One of the things that I've found helpful in entrepreneurship is having these frameworks that I go back to, to help me make decisions, right? And I think this is a beautiful kind of umbrella for what we're trying to do. One of the frameworks that I've applied in the past when I think about my own work is asking myself, am I in my zone of excellence here? Am I truly happy? doing this work or does it come difficult to me? I think many legal professionals, and this is part of why the profession is unhappy, they went to default path because it was the path that your mom did tell you to take and it's hence the path that most people end up taking. But it doesn't mean that you were built for it. And it's exciting to see a world where there's more career options for legal professionals, but it also takes effort and commitment to make a change Because these perspective shifts that we talked about earlier, putting yourself in a different context or geography, that's friction. Most people don't like that change and it is hard. One thing that is interesting that you talked about that hit me is, I've never asked like, what do you do to find your community when it is maybe not as widely publicized, right? And so for me, it was figuring out how to in and understand what the legal ops community was about. That helped me find my voice, that helped me professionally, and so on and so forth. But going from lawyer to entrepreneurship, what was that like? Like, what what did that community look like? Oh my God. I think if you win the lottery of life, you couldn't do better than (laughs) like uh, growing up in like the Western European education system, law firm tuition, five years, $2,500 total. For five years? Yeah, that's right. Also, you know, taxes are very high. But if you get sick 
or you want a degree, it's a great place to do it. You know what it is not a good place for? Entrepreneurship. No one ever brought this up to me, right? It was literally not a pattern that my neurons would fire on. So I end up here, the first community that made a huge difference to my trajectory in, in ways that I can never repay is the Stanford Center for Legal Informatics because that was a group of people and all they think about is the thing that I'm essentially born for from a passion perspective, which is the intersection of law and technology. And I was like, wow, there's other people, <laughs> right? That think about this. Because in Belgium, there were like two. And I worked with them at DLA Piper, right? So that was the first community. That is an unfair advantage that you have in the San Francisco Bay Area. And it remains the case today. There's a large concentration here of people that really deeply care about problems and trade off their time to work on them. The second community was Stanford Startup Accelerator, StartX. Actually, you know, our team had an early hand in, in supporting the setup of that from a legal perspective and it brought together hundreds of entrepreneurs at Stanford. The incubator had a fund. It was one of our first investors. And I can tell you that it certainly helped to tell other investors that they're co-investing with the Stanford StartX fund, right? And so you have all these connections that we made that were instrumental in getting our early investor checks and in, in taking this story from like a bunch of immigrants and turning it into something real. Community is crucial. Without it, you literally cannot do it. Ooh, I think that's, that's a good nugget to hold on to of, you're right, community needs to be intentional, but needs to be far-reaching so that you ultimately can continue to grow and grow by bringing people along for the journey. And in doing that and in finding your stride and in finding your voice, you ultimately can continue advocating for more community. And in doing that, that's how we get to where we are. That's how we get to ultimately that sweet spot that we have a community, we're supported by it, and we're continuing to advocate for it. Peter, I would love to be able to kind of get some of your final thoughts on this topic. What would you want to leave our listeners and leave Tracy with as she's trying to be able to find that purpose-driven work in a community, not knowing what the future looks like? I would highly recommend the Tracys of this world sign up for legal.io. Not only will we at least be one pipeline of additional information when it comes to opportunities. We are also a constant and ongoing source of information, ever increasing, that will help them orient their career. It's in addition to connecting them to people, to the various events that you run very fantastically, Tom. But that is the main call to action here. And I'll say in addition, we have a special project coming up that I'm very excited about which is a, a release of a salary tool that gives un unprecedented insight in legal salaries up to access to individual data points for people who contribute data to the system. We're rolling this out in the next couple of weeks. We're also engaging with a bunch of legal professionals who are very excited about this project, are giving us more feedback as we plan out the next versions. So if you're that techie kind of legal professional, and Peter Gunst on LinkedIn or Peter at legal.io, please get in touch. Awesome. Well, I have to say, 
Thank you. Thank you, Peter, for being our very first DLO community conversation and being able to try out a little bit of a different format. And I hope that all of our listeners uh, left with something that they can ultimately resonate with. And Tracy, stick around for the outro. We're going to speak directly to you. We'll be back after this. Y'all, that was an incredible conversation. And we'd like to really thank Tracy Turnblad from Baltimore and Legal.io's CEO, Peter Gunst, for that incredible conversation that had everything to do about our world that's swiftly evolving, which traditional norms are challenged by a new wave of talented minds shaping the future of our work. So I just want to repeat so you can hear loud and clear in the back from my aunties. Your legal ops career is a thrilling journey with boundless possibilities. Embrace the story you're crafting for the future of work, where flexibility, adaptability, empathy, heck, even that relationship management, it becomes the building block for success. I mean, fundamentally, our career success in today's in-house legal landscape is much less about titles and income goals. Y'all, it's about fulfillment and pursuing your purpose. And when we see our friends and our coworkers experiment constantly to find what makes them their happiest, it supports us in ways that we can then be better in our own personal lifestyle. And giving means that we've ultimately won that success game within our community. So amidst the celebration of who we are, don't forget the profound impact communities can have in our personal and professional lives. Our very own House of Dear Legal Ops community has nurtured even our podcast growth, enabling us to create content that resonates, we hope, with all of the ecosystem. Reflecting on my conversation with Peter reminded me that our unique stories of how we reached our current seats driving down the legal highway, for me and him, it's fueled both of our personal growth and fulfillment. Engaging with these communities, Peter found his while he was ultimately at Stanford, I found mine through various legal resources and associations, but we both ended up aligning our passions and aspirations, which opened doors to remarkable opportunities, ultimately shaping the trajectory of our careers. Yet the influence of community extends beyond our professional lives. It touches the core of our individuality. I saw this firsthand at Clock and continue to do this as our community expands. This metamorphosis allows us to bloom and flourish, ultimately embodying versions of ourselves true to our values and aspirations. And if y'all are doing it right, you've hit that mega jackpot and are balancing work and personal life. If you hear nothing else today, hear this. Embrace your journey, craft your story, and immerse yourself in the power of community. And much like Tracy, together... Let's forge a future of work that not only energizes our careers, but also nurtures our souls. The possibilities are limitless. And now, now's your time to flourish. For more Dear Legal Ops content, make sure to follow us on all social media using the handle at Dear Legal Ops. Have a tough legal ops topic you want us to tackle? Share your legal ops stories with us at dearlegalops.com slash submit for a chance to be featured on the show. Dear Legal Ops is produced by Red Rock Music. As always, I'm your host, Tom Stevenson. Until next time.